Hi, I'm Jason Kosick, President and CEO of Millennial Precious Metals, which trades on the Toronto Stock Exchange under MPM on the venture. Millennial is a diversified exploration and development company focusing on its two key assets, Mountain View and Wildcat, which hosts the 1.2 million ounces of oxide. The company is represented, represented by a serious amount of institutional investors, about just over 50% to be exact. And after the most recent financing has just over $21 million in the bank and is currently executing an ag aggressive drill program, just over 20 thousand meters, which will lead to an updated resource in the third quarter and a PEA in the fourth quarter, which will be the key value driver for the company going forward. Jason, good to see you. Uh, welcome to London, first of all, uh, and thanks for joining us here. Um, you're over at the one-to-one -one conference? Correct. Thank you right. very much for having me. Yeah. What are you trying to get out of the conference? You know, I think it's it's a, we're a brand new story. We started trading, you know, our one-year anniversary was literally two weeks ago. So really kind of getting the name out there with with kind of private investors, high net worth guys, and and really seeing the the institutions that I used to see with, with our previous companies. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. Because you, you referenced it earlier. Looking at the share register, huge amount of uh, institutional uh, investors in there. Um, for a small company, that's pretty impressive. I want, I want to understand why. What's your background? So I'm a, I'm a structural geologist by trade, okay. uh, and uh, I come from the Talisker Group. So we actually did all the technical due diligence for all of Cisco-related companies. So okay. put the model together at Windfall, at Barkerville, worked with OGR, Mineralamos. Right. Um, so you know we're technical people. Uh, I was lucky enough to get dragged around the world with Sean Rusin, one of my mentors, paid for my MSc MBA. Um, but, you know, between myself, Terry and Ruben, you know, we've done this seven times, put up over 60 million ounces of discovery. I think one of the key thing to those ounces is that of the seven projects, five of those projects are in construction or in production today. Right. So people, the institutions trust us because we've done it. A bunch of times. Uh, yeah, you, you get to the point where there, there's some production happening that's kind of rare. People don't realize that. Not many <laughs> do, right? Uh, so tell me about the rest of the team. So we have Terry and Ruben, uh, who are partners on it. Um, we have Mike Leskovic, who was with Northfield Capital uh, and Nighthawk. Sarah Heston, she's a business professor at Stanford. She used to run the ASA fund. Eric Tremblay uh, was actually the GM and built Canadian Malartic, Canada's mm -hmm. largest gold mine. He's now the CEO of Dalradian. Uh, and then on the management side, myself, uh, Jason Banducci, who's ex-investment uh, banker at Stiefel GMP, uh, and Raphael Duteau, who's a PhD in geostatistics and resource optimization. Right. So very diversified team from engineering to finance to funds to, uh, yeah, to yeah. resource. You, you, kind of, you kind of set up the A team in a, in a junior and you've been quite aggressive. You, you've raised a big chunk of money recently. You already had a bunch of cash uh, in the bank. What's giving you permission to actually be that aggressive? So I believe in systematic, scientific, but aggressive exploration. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't understand that time kills junior companies. So, you know, within a year of being around, you know, we've raised, Jesus, over $35 million, mm -hmm. drilled 20,000 meters, gone public on two exchanges, acquired eight projects, mm -hmm. um, done four resources in a PEA. And I beg to differ. There's another company in the space that, that does that. And the faster you can deliver, um, 
major catalysts, that right. the quicker we can unlock value right. uh, for, for our investors. So explain what that means, because if, if I've got retail guys looking in, they're going, oh, dilution, 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 right? They're, they're going to be concerned about that. Why do you say time kills junior companies? Well, you know, it, you have to remember, you know, these are capital intensive businesses. So for anyone out there who does is very concerned about dilution, you know, investing in a company with no cash flow is probably not the place to be putting your money, mm. right? Um, and the faster that we can re-rate to say where a developer trades at, developers, premium developers in Nevada mm. trade at, you know, 0.4 to 0.5 times now. Mm. You know, right now with no economic study, we trade at 0.15. So the faster we can get that lift and that re-rate to a developer, now we're not raising money at 0.15, we're raising money at 0.5 now. Mm. So it's way less dilutive the quicker we can get to those milestones. Right. And what's that done to the overhead in terms of you've got all these people, how are they being remunerated? You know, what, what does that look like for a company of your size? You know, we have pretty low overhead. You know, our GNA is about just over two million bucks. So pretty, pretty low. Um the only guys uh, in in Toronto are the CFO and Mark Corp Dev guy. Everyone else is is at site. Um, you know, when you're that aggressive, sometimes you know you'll you'll make a mistake. You know, um, you know we're lucky that we we've avoided anything like that. Um, but you know, you're you've always got to be thinking ahead and staking more ground. You know, we just increased our land position by about eighty seven percent. Should we have done that right at the beginning? Probably. Um, but uh, you know we, we've done it now and and, and right. got ahead of it. Okay, so let's get on to like I said, fairly aggressive attitude to. Uh, I'm, I'm probably you know back with a lot of experience. I, I don't doubt that, but very aggressive compared to a lot of juniors. You've explained why. Let's talk about the, the projects in hand, right? So you mentioned a couple of them already, but there's a, there's a bunch more in the, in the portfolio. The focus is. On those two only, or is there works going on? Yeah, so the way we built the portfolios, it's a diversified portfolio. So I like to say that Wildcat and Mountain View mm -hmm. put a peg in the evaluation. Mm -hmm. You get a significant re-rating opportunity once we deliver these milestones. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the portfolio that we don't really talk about is your blue sky and your free carry that you don't pay for. Right. You know, for example, we have this Red Canyon asset that I don't really talk about much, um, but you know, it's... 35 kilometers south of the Cortez complex. Mm -hmm. Sits in the same rocks as Pipeline and as Gold Rush. Mm -hmm. um, the age of the intrusion rocks, which is key, is 35.5. Sits on the same fault. You know, mm -hmm. the Cortez complex is over 55 million ounces. We're 35 kilometers south of that. Mm -hmm. And we don't really talk about it, but like a junior company would be ex very excited just to have that one project. Yeah. So, 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 so tell me about your view about how you need to talk to the market. You've fifty percent institutional. You've you know you, you you know the street right. So those guys are listening to your track record and to the people involved in this thing. Only twenty five percent retail, but just let's 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 kind of help people understand how you're coming out of this thing because you got one one point two million answers right. It's fairly, fairly low grade uh, stuff. Um, what do you need to focus on in terms of those headlines, near term headlines? Yeah, I, I think one thing that retail should should really pay attention to is everyone gets tied up on grade. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, grade is great. We can we can all to say that, but mining is like any other business in the world, and it just comes down to margin. 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, for example, we have one slide in our deck. It's the grade divided by the strip ratio to get the real grade of the deposit. So what do you mean by real grade? So how, what is the actual grade? So once you remove the waste, yeah. cause you have to do the, your strip ratio waste divided by your ore yeah. and then divided by your, your, your grade to get the effective grade of the deposit. That's the real dilution people yeah. worry about, should be worried about. You should be worrying about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when you do that, everyone thinks railroad, the G gold standard ventures asset is, is high grade at 0.77. Mm-hmm. When you factor in the strip, it sits at 0.19. Wow. We have the highest effective open pit oxide project in the best mining jurisdiction in right. the world. Our grade sits at 0.42. Right. You know, SSR Miracle makes money at 0.19. Right. You know, so you know that drives drives your margin and drives your cash flow, and that's what people should be should be focused right. on. Right. So when, when you get low grade, it's, it's it basically is about the most efficient earth moving exercise, right? So 1.2 now, you've got a stack of money. So what are you going to be doing with this uh, cash to scale this thing up? Yeah, so I'll obviously execute the drill program, do yep. the resource, and, and deliver the PE in the fourth quarter. Um, where the resource is going, you know, I could see it, you know, growing significantly. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing people should be noted is that in Nevada, there's two types of exploration permits. Mm-hmm. There's your NOI, which gives you five acres of disturbance, and then a plan of operations. Mm-hmm. So right now, for Wildcat, for example, we're operating on five acres of mm-hmm. 17,000 acres. Mm-hmm. So the growth potential, once we have the full permit next year, is, is significant. Right. And these programs, you know, they'll grow the resource, but not anywhere near the, the full potential because of, of, of the permit. Right. So the programs were just designed to see what the conversion rate is, because yeah. it's very important for to us to see from inferred to indicate and see what the conversion rate is, mm-hmm. and understand the geotech, understand the met, and then obviously you know have a few step out holes like we did the other mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. stepped out 100 meters, drilled 185 meters of 1.5. Yeah, so you know, we, th- those types of holes, you know, as a percentage, that makes a heck of a difference. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. yeah. So those types of holes, when you step out like that, yeah. you know, that high grade zone, for example, is f- almost 40 meters of four grams. That adds a hundred thousand ounces with one hole. Yeah. So the, those things, you know, you can, they, they, can be, they, they matter. The other thing that matters, and you just mentioned it, is, is permit, right? Uh, Nevada, um, California, we are seeing a lot of um, projects held up or actually companies walking away from projects, BLM, First Nations, uh, NGOs, lots of activism there. I mean, what's the actual reality in the, in the county in which you're operating? Yeah, so uh, we're in, in, in Parishing County and in, yeah. in the Winnemucca BLM. Uh, I think putting California in the same basket as Nevada is probably like, no, it's probably like, you know, putting BC with Quebec, mm-hmm. you know, completely different. Um, but Nevada, you're pretty, you're pretty, we're very lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's number one mining place to, to operate in the world under the Fraser Institute. Um, and, you know, obviously now with Biden in there, he's, they used to, under Trump, they used to have NEPA approval within, yeah. within 12 months. And that kind of trigger has been taken off. But one of the things that we're... To what extent? I mean, I, so basically there's no hard stop. Right. So, okay. so under Trump, it was the, the NEPA, they needed the approval within a year. Mm. Now that hard stop is, is not there. So you're looking at about 18 months. Right. The one really good thing that we have is that our Wildcat asset, the first phase of mining, um, there's no waste rock. We literally have no waste rock. So we don't 
it doesn't trigger an EIS. Right. Uh, you don't have to permit a waste rock facility. Uh, so that means you don't have to do your geochem gap analysis and your humidity talent okay. assessing because you're not moving any waste. Everything right. just goes onto the pad. Okay, that, so that's interesting. So, it, so and, and where, where are you? Obviously, lots of drilling um, going on here. What else do you need to kind of put in place to ensure that this thing, you know, there's an expedited process? I mean, how much more drilling do you need to do? How much more land do you want to get? So the land is secured. We need to do the, the, the geotech and the met, mm -hmm. some condemnation holes, and then we're, we're pretty much good. To, okay. to, to submit for a mining permit. Right. What we want to show between, you know, most developers, um, when they submit for their mining permit, they have this like lull and sleepy, no exploration. Yeah. yeah. The beauty with us is that by Q2, mm -hmm. we'll submit our mining permit. And then from that time and, and until you get it, yeah. you know, we have 17,000 acres that have never been drilled before. Right. Right. So we can show resource growth while we're in the permitting stage. Right. You know, but you don't, again, talk about dilution. I'm not going to drill, we're not going to drill, sorry, uh, a resource out to M&I. You drill it out, put it 100 meter spacings, leave it in inferred. Yeah. And so you, if someone takes a run at you, yeah. because the reality is, is that there's a scarcity of these assets, yeah. you want to show that you have these ounces and then you want to say, okay, from inferred to indicate this was my conversion rate. So you actually get paid, but you never actually drill it out to, to M&I because that's a waste of, of, of money because right. people need to remember that I, I you know, I've learned my lesson in, in other companies, mm. um, you know, we drilling is not a sunk cost. Shareholders need that money back. Yeah. So drilling something out uh, to M and I and drilling year twenty of a mine life mm. is probably not a good good use of. That's, that's just thing. So many companies come on and, and talk about that. That we well we we're trying to bring as much inferred into M and I as possible because well it looks better, right? Oh, we're at the easy takeout target there. It's do you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, there's yeah. that sort of narrative going on and that sort of business model going on. You're saying actually, and I've seen a handful um, in the last twelve months following a similar pattern. Do you think that's the that's definitely the most accretive value that you can you can possibly uh, engineer by doing it that way? I mean, what, what else did you look at? I mean, yeah. why, have you, why have you picked that, I guess? Well, you know, it, it, it's simple. It's because that money could be used to put, a, to put a mine into production. It really drives value. Right. But, but th th that says, right, I'm, I, we are determined to get this thing into production, right? I, we're, sure, we're not saying it. We no, that, that, it. And, and that's what we're doing. And right. it's in our technical and financial capacity to do that. Right. You know, building a, building a business saying, oh, we're going to drill these holes, we're yeah. going to do a PEA, and someone's going to buy us? Yeah. Well, that's not in your control. Yeah. So how do you build a business with something that's not in your control? I know, but control? you've got to, they claim, they claim it. They've got, to, they've got to either pretend or maybe even believe it, yeah. but they still follow that, that different model. You're, you're saying, we've, the team we've assembled, our track record says we will get this thing into production and we're, we're drilling this the way we want for us and the way that we're going to build this company out. Yeah, That's you know, reality. yeah as, as you know, the third largest shareholder, you know, I put a lot of my own cash into this company, uh, second largest individual shareholder other than Eric, you know, I don't want to get diluted to oblivion. Mm -hmm. So if I can just drill in that, you know, the, the, the surrounding area to inferred, mm -hmm. 
And then I'm not drilling everything and diluting more and more and more. And I show 10 years of mining here. Mm. And then over here, this is the conversion rate to get it to there. Yeah. That's, that's all you need to do. Right. Because you're still going to get paid on those ounces. Right. So, but to, today, because you've raised so much money, maybe it's, or maybe it's a little bit of a difficult market for the last two months or so. Um, you know, this is so diverse between metal prices and equities, right? Um, you haven't seen the kind of gains that perhaps you thought you might. I mean, again, small market cap at the moment, right? Yeah, Are you, you know. Punished? Yeah, no, I, I think everyone in in the micro cap space is, has been punished. Yeah, and you've seen a complete decoupling from the metal price to say the JDXJ. Yeah, um, but in you know, in every bull market. Uh, you know, you see, you know, major crashes and then it's led by a commodity bull market. Mm. And you've seen tech companies pop, next would be banks to pop. And then you're going to see that money shift. You see Bitcoin pop, you're going to see that money pile into, into commodities. And gold is always, always, always the leader, you know, uh, like we were talking about before, Newmont and, um, has started to move, barracks starting to move, mm. and, and I think you're, you're producers are starting to move because they're throwing up a lot of cash, right? Correct. But sometimes that filters down to developers, right? Yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. you know, the reality is that it, it's it, you're never going to raise. You know, ideally we were to yeah. raise money. We, we, the last raise we did is at fifty when we went public. Yeah. You know, ideally you'd raise at a dollar, but. You know, you can't, all you can do is say, I'm going to execute this. Yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah. Um, and we deliver on everything we said we we're going to do. And, you know, if we had to raise money at 50 or 40 cents and hey, that, that's what we have to do. Right. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of companies are going to, are going to need cash and there's not a lot of cash out there. Right, but you think your step change isn't anytime soon. It's going to be once you've kind of burned through a lot of this cash drilling, in you know holes to get that kind of inferred number through, so it's not a hockey stick. It's a well, it's a kind of hockey stick lying down on its side. You think that? You, do, how do you see this playing out for you over the next twelve months and your shareholders for the next twelve months? It's by by the medium term, not the short term. Yeah, I, I think you're like a, like we said we talked about earlier. I think you're going to see a significant re-rate. Yeah, uh, off on the, what? On off what? the off the PEA. Right. Okay. Right. So uh, explorers trade it. You know. Usually 0. 0.15, 0. 0.2 times mm. um, and that's where all these analysts get their target yeah. prices. So I think you're going to see a significant lift uh, off the back of the PEA. That's in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then next year, once we have a bigger drill program under the plan of operations permit, mm. you can see, okay, a 100 meter step out. A hundred meter step out, and then everyone can go into their DCF. Right. Well, is it fairly homogenous? Is it? The, yeah, it's, right, it's, okay. these things are very continuous in the in the top part of these. It's the, all shallow. I mean, yeah, they're all right at surface. So these are all right. um, Wildcat Mountain View are all low sulfidation epithermals. They're riff related, fourteen, yeah. sixteen million years. We can go into the details on in, in another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but, we can, but, no but um, yeah, they're very, very continuous um, once you're in the upper blanket. Yeah. And then once you go into these 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 vents, they can get very very high grade. You know, uh, a very good analogy to to Mountain View is Sleeper, which is you know right. six million ounces. Right. Very very similar type of system when you're right. in there. And then once you get into the vein, okay, it's not going to be as as easy. But you know, you're drilling off ounce per ton material instead of 0.6 material. Okay. 
so, so, that, so that's the that's the game plan. Okay. Well, I, I guess Jason, like, thanks for letting us. Uh, Thank you very much. Story. I really appreciate Pleasure. that. Um, we will keep an eye on you because I'm, I'm kind of really impressed by the the team you put together and the ease at which you've been able to go and get the capital. Because a lot of companies, again, have, uh, operating down down here with the, the sort of profile, the technical profile that you guys have got, it's hard. They come cash constrained. You're not suffering from that. And that yeah, it's you know you can't you can't in, in exploration you can't do much with five million bucks. No, so, so. no, no, I don't I agree with that. You, you need to do, you know, you, you got to have a, enough cash to do things properly. Yeah. And systematic, scientific, and aggressive work takes, requires a lot of capital. That's, that's, there's no way around it. I wish there was an easier way around it, but there, there's really not.